0: is wave goodbye. Start the fireworks show.
1: this is the official cover in the corner podcast episode 175 I am your host Matt Lyons and in this week's episode talk about Fran will big week and all the speed that he's' shown this week in baseball. We'll have some meatballs for you, some fun little things that happened over the last week of baseball. Talk about the Cleveland's lineup on Monday's game against the Twins and just how um, downright competent it looked as, as far as assembling this team into a coherent lineup. It made a lot of sense. And then we'll talk about comparing Cleveland to a team that might be slightly, uh, just a tiny bit better in the Padres and how they could stack up together, assuming those two teams ever play this year, um, as well as the Dodgers. And we'll preview the Twins and White Sox series. One game by the time this podcast comes out we will have already completed, but we can talk about the other ones coming up against the Twins. And of course, the White Sox, who were playing for I don't know the ninth, tenth, eleventh, seventeenth time this year already. But uh, we'll talk about them again. And joining me for all that more none Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing?
0: I'm great, man. How you doing? How's life? I'm, I'm
1: doing good, man. I don't I don't want to talk about anything else besides Fernando Reyes running really fast. Look, I got after I got that part of the intro, I just wanted to stop and talk about how fast he is. Because he's so
0: quick, he's like lightning bottled into a bottle of some kind.
1: As as a fellow large man, Friend Mel Reyes size man myself, that was an inspiring week of watching Friend Mel Reyes just truck around the base paths.
0: And he stole a base. Like damn. he did. It was ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I d I don't want to exaggerate how how good his week was, but I think um, our, our savior is here, Merritt. The season um, Cleveland baseball in general. Baseball in general has been saved by
0: Fred Mo Reyes. I found myself watching Grady Sizemore Highlights today for some reason.
1: Was it the speed of Fred Mo Reyes has made you think of Grady He Mo. was the
0: false prophet. And this is the true savior <laughs> of Cleveland baseball, I think. It's not It's not why Sizemore matters. It's why Fred Mo Reyes rules, basically. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the thing that matters, yeah. I don't know what it is about Cleveland this year, though. Maybe this is the, their new... Um, uh inefficiency they've, they've discovered because um on monday night roberto perez stole a base so maybe they've realized that no one pays attention to the giant slow dudes and they could just randomly steer steal a base just oh uh, yeah got it bitch uh-oh and then of course take advantage of crappy outfields to hit triples as well that also can't oh that also helps. Well. you know yeah this is the new inefficiencies
1: i think my favorite thing um Mo reyes or anything this week was when his first triple when he was rounding second uh, matt underwood making the call he initially said oh no as he it second nope. <laughs> he's like oh what is he doing and then he realized he didn't misread the ball he was gonna make it and then he got suddenly excited um that is one of my favorite calls this year and in a long time because like you could hear it like as he was turning he went oh no and then he's like he's rolling for third and then he got really excited it was really fun but everybody's like seeing these big guys going to third and on a second triple like he was just he was a steam engine going around second because he has that big like his arms chops down as he's running and you can feel the ground shake, and uh, it was just great.
0: Dude, I love I love to have giant men hitting baseballs into triples again. I just I just wish they could go and play more in uh, Detroit, so he could just hit a whole bunch of triples there. I figure by the end of the season, they'll have five triples, uh, or alternately, he'll retire in his career having two in his entire career. They'll, they'll happen within the same week, and two stolen bases. I assume he'll get another st- steal at some point this year. But that was also his first stolen base this year, so. Uh, maybe he just, and I was saying this to my wife, maybe it's just everyone assumed he was slow, but it turns out he's fast. He's definitely not fast. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, maybe he's baseball fat. He knows how to cut corners very well. He's smart base running, but also maybe he's very good. It's like, my buddy had this crappy old Jeep, uh, and it was very slow, but I swear for the first like 10, from 0 to 15, it got up really quick, and then just didn't accelerate anymore very much. So he's got saying, momentum uh, going on his side. He's like say, a, he's, yeah, I, mean, I think that if, here's what the groundskeepers at Progressive Field could do. They could subtly sculpt the base paths so they're sloped down from first to second, second to third, thus unleashing the full power that is the momentum of friend Mia Reyes. Now, that may lead to the untimely, I'm not even going to say death, so much as the utter atomization of a of a poor second baseman who tries to turn a, a double play on him. But also, probably, but yeah, that's this is what we need to do. Just take advantage of it.
1: Have we considered just tilting the whole field by thirty degrees from the first to third base, and just have it or, the whole thing slanted the whole time?
0: It could be like in those irritating video game levels where you stand at one corner and the whole thing tilt. I think there was an Uncharted thing you had to do that, but the whole the whole thing just kind of on a, on a teeter totter. So as you mo- as he moves around it, the whole bit thing shifts.
1: Man, there'd be no getting to second base for Fran Reyes because I mean, as soon as he gets first base, then.
0: It's, it's over it's he's basically hit inside the park home runs it, it's classic you know they they show the graphic on this evening's game uh he's the first person since tyler naquin uh in a cleveland uniform to hit two triples in in april and uh so i'm assuming he's gonna start hitting inside the parkers just like tyler naquin as well so
1: tyler N- Na- naquin you said i think he was a, knocking I think uh, I mean, right.
0: tyler,
1: and i've never even heard of this guy anyway i've never heard of this Tyler it's, it's
0: fine. You don't have to worry about him anymore because now we have Fran Mil Reyes. You don't have to worry about uh That's true. you don't have to worry about Grady Sizemore or Jim Tomy or Manny Ramirez or uh, Kenny Lofton or Albert Bell or um Terry Mayor- Mayor- This is all we have. This is all we need. And he's gonna hit sixty-five dingers this year, and then he's also gonna steal thirty-four bases. And at 27 triples. It's going to be great. Um, you know what else is uh, going to be great, Matt? I was just thinking I should really use baseball um, baseball references, um, thing, search things, so I can find any players who have ever done those exact numbers before. And it's probably no one. So he's going to be a record breaker, is what I'm saying. You were saying? <sighs>
1: <laughs> that was my Free answer ball. to my question that I asked. <laughs> several seconds ago yeah this is uh the meatball section fun little tidbits of of what happened over the last week of baseball serving them up over the plate as a meatball as one does Um, what's yours this week Matt?
0: did you know that in logan allen's start over the week uh, this past week he had more batted balls allowed with a uh an expected batting average over 700 than than aaron sabale's allowed the entire year is that good? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, that's I was that amazing. was not a good
1: start by Logan Allen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You you go to the you know, the baseball it's like, That's a lot of red. Oh man, goodness gracious. But yeah, it was quite impressive. But also quite impressive that Aaron Savali just doesn't allow people to hit the ball very hard. It's um I think he had yeah I think he's got six. What is it? He's had five pitches or five batted balls with expected um, uh, batting average based on the launch angle and exit velocity. Um, of which uh, three are home runs, and uh, one is actually an out by Jermaine Mercedes, and then also a single. So, yeah, I just thought it was pretty neat. Aaron Savali does not allow the the, uh, the barrel to do anything. He's a no-barrel man. He's he's always hated a man named Cooper, I guess is what I'm saying to you. What's your dirty old meatball? My big,
1: wet meatball over yeah. the part of the plate is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wrote last week that Jordan Luplow. Um, let the man hit against everybody for Christ's sake. Cause I mean, he's obviously the best against lefties. He's better than pretty much whatever they had against righties. Um, whether it's Ben Gamble or, um, if they're going to platoon with all men, Rosario, I'd rather just have Jordan Luplo, just let him out there, do whatever he can. If you know, if it's terrible. It's probably gonna be better than what you have. Um, but he did a lot this week and he also did one thing that's really important is that he hit a changeup of a righty. It was not a good changeup. It was a changeup that, um, it was being called for down and in it was against the yay. Yankees, Nick Nelson, is he on the Yankees?
0: It's fake. Sounds like a fake person, so probably. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's on the Yankees. So it was, it was called for a down and in by Gary Sanchez. It floated a little bit too up. It was a terrible pitch. It was a change-up inside, like, um,
0: inside. It was a batting middle. practice fastball, basically. Pa- basically. yeah, but it, was, yeah.
1: it wasn't it was good. But, I mean, it's a change-up that he hit off, off a righty, which is not something he's done a whole lot. That's the kind of thing that I wrote about mainly. Like This isn't anything groundbreaking or anything, but righties on righties, lefties on lefties. They have a problem with that because the ball usually breaks away or change-ups um are just harder to hit in general and the indians as a group are terrible at hitting them and jordan luplo hit a right one off a righty it was 101 seven miles 101.7 miles per hour to deep left um reyes scored he doubled in the second so it was it's just another thing of jordan Lupolo just hitting righties and slowly getting better against him which is good um, he also laid off a 3-1 changeup against domingo herman which is something he struggled to do um that was one that seemed like he would usually try to swing at it, it was quite a ways off the plate that herman threw um in that game, but that's that's another one where he's just slowly getting better at these facing righties and I mean this is the thing where we've we've talked about this a lot if he can be elite against lefties and just decent against righties, he's one of their best outfielders um so I think that's it's just another side of him growing it's cool to see I'm, at this point I'm fully on board the jordan Lupo train um Danny man uh, uh covering the corner community member made a fan post that was just basically <laughs> it was. Um it was just showing his baseball savant numbers and just said, That's it, that's the post. Let him play against everybody. And it's true. That's a good way to put it. Just let the man play against righties and lefties. He can um you know we can match lefties. It's looking like in an extremely small sample size, he can hit righties too. So um I just want to see him keep doing that. Pretty much every game I go and check now. It's like it's like with you and Shane Beaver's cutters, I'm going to look and see if Jordan Lucolo can hit in a way breaking pitch and he at least hit one inside on a changeup, which is it's something. It's it's slow improvement for him, and that's pretty much what he's got to do.
0: He's not chasing at all this year too, which is wild. Like he's just not at, at anything. Um, I guess they're just not giving me the percentiles anymore. So kiss my ass, baseball stuff. But he's in the he's, he's what like the ninety eighth percentile for chase rate. He's walking a whole ton. He's barreling pitches up, and his Babbitt is like, like two hundred four or something like that. Like he still has a whole lot of room to grow right now. You know, he's hitting two seventeen, three thirty three, six zero nine. I mean. Maybe the hitting against righties thing is a fluke. Maybe it's not, but like you said, he's definitely um, become more judicious on pitches he does go after. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just figured out what he can, what he can't hit, and is trying to punish easy to hit baseballs. So sounds simple. It's what every pitcher or hitter is trying to do. Uh, he's just starting to pull it off. You know, I mean, I, it's amazing to think he's only he only has. He only has 594 plate appearances in his entire major league baseball career, which is basically one season's worth. Now I know one of those seasons I was at the last year, but like that's crazy to, to think that he has not gotten any kind of run, and that works out to a career seven, like 800 OPS basically. So you just wonder, like, we, I don't think we've ever actually gotten a chance to see what he can actually do. And so to your point, to Danny's point, let, let, let him, you know, so let's spend the whole season and see what hitting him hitting righties actually looks like. Because if you did that, if he can mash in some way or other than and we found a star. And I don't even know what the hell he was traded for money.
1: Was Eric it money Gonzalez. Trade? He was part of that.
0: Oh, that was Eric and get the
1: Gonzalez yeah. trade. Okay, it was me... him and, um, Oh man, it wasn't Eric's, the Mets. I-, I think they got somebody else. I can't remember who else they got, but it- it- that was part of that trade. That was, it almost seemed like a steal immediately. Like <laughs> it was pretty clear. He was a decent platoon bat that the pirates weren't using the right way. And, now maybe it can be a little more, but they definitely won that trade. And you talked about Chase, right? He's a 98th percentile for that. So he's doing that. He's walking a lot more than ever. Um, he's got a 15.7% walk rate, which is ridiculous. Yeah, his, so,
0: I mean, his, bat, his batting average on balls in play has always been kind of in the toilet, uh, which is, I don't know, probably, again, probably just a sample size thing because the most time he's ever he, – the most bats he's had in a single season is oh, – plate appearances, rather. It's 261. Um, it's 185 this year so far as is what his bat His bat whip is. And I'm looking at that walk rate, like that's one of the first things to start stabilizing on a season. And we're we're approaching stabilization points for certain things. Um, and that is one of them. And so if he's still walk even if he does nothing else and he walks fifteen percent of the time, like that's just a useful guy to have at the bottom of the lineup. If he could play defense decently well, that'd be nice too. But um, he can't. But that's fine. Whatever. Right now he's mashing the ball everywhere and he's hitting and yeah, he's one of their best hitters. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think the best. <laughs> like,
1: maybe Jose Ramirez has been better through streaks, but I think well, home... I mean, numbers
0: wise, Fernando Mil- Reyes is better. Just well, everything wise, gets... Fernando Reyes. Well, is he's, uh, he's savior, Let's go. So. Let's talk more about our boys. Our
1: boys <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um. But yeah, that's that. That's my meatballs. Just that Jordan Lupo did a thing against a righty, which I will always love from this point forward because I want him playing every day. Which at this point, like this can. It's a nice little transition to our next thing. It looks like. I mean, he might be, they faced,
0: um, a good, a good right-handed pitching Jose Barrios.
1: Yeah. He got the start and it's just today was, I, I don't get too caught up in like order of, of batting, but this, this seemed right. <laughs> like what they did today. Uh, I, I think putting Luplo second is that's a little wild, but today, today's batting order was Cesar Hernandez at second base, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. That's something that makes a lot of sense. Jordan Luplo batting second Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Fred Reyes, Josh Naylor at first base, Roberto Perez. Andres Jimenez um starting at shortstop, and then Ahmed Rosario in center field. If they're not going to be calling up anybody, this seems, I think, I don't get why this wasn't the lineup from Opening Day. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. But we're finally here now. They have Jordan Lupla, who's a decent outfielder. They can put Josh Neal at first base. I think that's the future either way. Like even if it's not Luplo or it's somebody else in center or something like that. But this makes so much more sense. Like. Um, Jake Bowers hasn't played in a few days, even against a couple righties. So I think the writing, if it hasn't already been the wall on the wall, I think it's in permanent marker at this point that he's going to he be gone soon. He of later. like
0: 300 or something
1: like that. Like, oh, it's terrible. It's <laughs> he's worse than a lot of pitchers. I think Jacob deGrom has a better... Oh, uh, well, um,
0: Jacob deGrom rules. Well, that's true. Yeah, but a
1: better slash line than Jake Bowers. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is just the lineup that looks... It should have been this from the very beginning. I don't think it would have surprised anybody if it was. I don't think anybody would have been upset. Cesar Hernandez batting leadoff is a thing that... We we knew from the beginning of the season. He just said he didn't want to, which seemed bizarre. Yeah, that like, they were Shut just leave anybody up there, year. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the uh, I don't know if like he just decided I'm not hitting well in second and I want to hit first. Like if it's a mental thing for him, and he, he just wanted to be bumped up. Or eventually, Tito just said, "Shut up and do it," because yeah. everybody else is not hitting very well. So you're going to go up there. I mean, he's not hitting well either, but
0: the process is there. Yeah, the,
1: yeah. it's this is what should have been a, a long time ago. Is what this lineup is.
0: I mean, like you said, I don't want to fuss around with it too much because at the end of the day, who gives a shit? But the only thing I'd change, at least with this one against righties, i just bump Luplo down below, like Naylor maybe. But beyond that, who cares? Like, yeah, th- these are the best players they have. The fact they were rolling out, oh, any of these guys, Chang or, uh, um, or uh, Ballard. I mean, ben Gamble was a leadoff hitter. Ben Gamble, so. for God's sake, get Ben <laughs> Gamble.
1: It's like one of the two spots that matter, is that and second. which Jose Ramirez, I would have batting second. Without even thinking about it, no, hundred percent. Rosario I, third, and then Reyes cleanup makes so much more sense. But
0: I want him to have an, an additional. I mean, if anything, I bet him first. Like, shoot, you know, he is the best player, so I might as well get him up there. I mean, ideal, yeah. You go Ramirez Reyes, <laughs> one two, right there, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what it should have been, and it's just I like to say something like I get it, but I don't actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, not <at> all. <laughs> it just it, it continues to baffle me just how um, I don't know dumb some of these decisions are but like you know like i was listening to this there's this soccer podcast i listened to and as you know as many or many they, don't, they, they weren't aware but you know the whole super league thing happened with european soccer last week very briefly but the guys were talking just about how behind the scenes just how fucking podunk and idiotic the entire operation of these multi-billion dollar leagues are and like it, and i've mentioned this before when it comes to baseball but it's just it seems like everything's just kind of run almost accidentally sometimes like I, I thought that these guys were supposed to. The people running the show were supposed to be like you know the, you know these geniuses from from the Ivy Leagues and whatnot. But I guess at the end of the day, you're working in baseball because you couldn't get a job at Goldman Sachs and make two billion dollars. Well, they
1: also don't set the lineup, though. So, like, if well, there but, those guys, but at the same good. time,
0: <laughs> they kind of can and do in so many situations. Like,
1: I mean, they could, put better players for. Tito to you is like, he's kind of just shuffling. I know, but,
0: but at the same time, like, pretty, I, but. I don't know. It's just like the manager, I I know Terry Francona is, is a, is a bit of a an anachronism, but generally in the modern era of baseball, I'm sure you'd agree that the manager is a little more than a, an extension, I guess, of the front office. And which is a long way of saying, why the hell was Ben Gamble batting lead off? How did he even make the team? Like I, I, He's worse than you, Chang. Shit. Yeah, this is fine now, and I hope it continues. Or they call up some young players, and I don't know. I mean, I think because now they found Rosario a place in center, and uh, Jimenez is probably going to be starting full-time shortstop, that doesn't really leave a lot of room. Naylor, I think, is finding very quickly a place. I think tonight he's four, 3-4 or something like that.
1: Yeah, and he's looked like. Like we talked about last week, other than that one play at first base, he's looked really good there. And... No,
0: yeah, I, I think it, it, it's it's where he spent the most time in his career as a minor leaguer and major leaguer, and I think that's one of those things. Like uh, watching him in the outfield was a total tr- just train wreck, and maybe this this that gives him a sense of comfort defensively, so he doesn't have to bring the you know bring the plate to the outfield and bring and bring those failures to the plate and back and forth. Uh, yeah, it made, made a really nice snag this evening, Monday night, to save a play as well, which was nice, but. This makes sense to me and I think this is the way it should hold until I don't know they trade Eddie Rosario and call up whoever Nolan Jones or something like that who knows whatever but yeah, I mean
1: they have to make a move I would think soon and like cuz Sam hedges was up for the series against the Reds when they needed an extra bullpen arm and yeah, they so they only have, have
0: 25 guys on the team right now or whatever right like I mean they still uh, have
1: the 26 I think but they only have 3 bench players <laughs> which is wild to me like they only have Bowers Chang and Hedges and then they have just a shitload of relievers right now let
0: me ask you is this weird to you just because you've been conditioned to think that the that Cleveland should always have all these players so they can platoon everything all the time <laughs> maybe we, this is just what it's like for a team that has full-time players I mean, everywhere do,
1: do other teams only have three-man benches that seems Wait. crazy to me maybe I am this condition am I a sheeple <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I need to open my eyes
0: the three-man bench is not an abnormal thing I don't think I mean, it, it kind of is. I like... suppose it seems low, especially with twenty with a twenty
1: six man roster. Yeah. now. I mean, I, I'm definitely am conditioned to be afraid of platoons everywhere because Cleveland can't be bothered just by a player who can hit both sides. But you know, it's <laughs> I, I, it seems weird, and the Hedges is also awesome. like he's a catcher. He's a terrible hitting catcher. He's another offensive option. I guess part of the reason is the fact that Jake Bowers is on the bench and. Yeah, it that, that be. <laughs> that's a
0: straight. Well, it's 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 a lack of utility in your utility players. I you're think right, yeah. is is the most uh, unnerving point at that point. Like you're, like, but why him? Like he's. Come on, I don't want to be yeah. mean to poor Jake Bowers, but come on, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, because with the current like setup, there's no.
0: Am I missing somebody? It seems
1: crazy. Like there's no other set. There's no other center fielder. I mean, that wasn't really before, but. I mean, with Rosario in center field and Luplo in right, then there's no outfielders because... Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of who else it could be. It would be Naylor
1: in right field and then Bowers and Chang at first, but those two are on the bench now. So they have no backup outfielder if Naylor is a first baseman. Which... If
0: only they had a good, young, athletic, speedy <sighs> didn't think of any. guy with a great <laughs> glove and rock upside at the plate who is cool and also has popping muscles and, and looks cool with it where... And he, just, he tore the sleeves off of his jersey and <laughs> just wears it like that.
1: Now, for the first couple, you could have been talking about Bradley Zimmer, and then you slowly descended away from Bradley Zimmer. But. I did,
0: I did. <laughs> also, they, they can be, why not? Are you saying Bradley Zimmer doesn't have popping muscles and was totally slick in a sleeveless shirt? <laughs> Listen, yeah, I, could, I, I, one could, one, I yeah. could find some some pictures of Waluigi dressed like that on the internet <laughs> if you want me to. I I
1: don't want. I'm sure there are worse pictures of Waluigi out there on the internet. We can. Find, That's why but, we
0: love the internet, folks. It's the, it's a, it's mankind' dreams creation, and so I can find weird pictures of Waluigi.
1: The sad part is, you know, when a, a move comes, it's going to be Ben Gamel coming up. Oh, one hundred
0: percent. Yeah,
1: because we don't have a poll up for this episode because we were waiting for them to do something and make a poll about that, and then it never did. So. Um, this is what we got and it's gonna be Ben Gamel. I just wanted to have an are you happy about this move poll with yes no and see all the no's if it was Gamel. But
0: and all, all we ended up with was the, the paternity move yeah. <laughs> for a pitcher who I'm not even clear is on the this is team. So bad. Nick Whitgren. <laughs> Damn it.
1: I defended him so much this offseason and
0: Oh, he's fine. I don't mind he's I don't, I don't terrible, mind. him at all. It's, it's more the guy that they that they brought up to replace him. Oh, Kyle
1: Nelson. He could be yeah, good. Like, I mean he's yeah, he was he was all right in the the minors at the end there, but he and did he have a terrible like one oh yeah he had a 50 or four era because he was point two innings last year and he walked a bunch of batters and let in a all right i'm feeling
0: it yeah let's do it but let's i think I think he's going. got
1: potential to be somewhere in the bullpen eventually he's a lefty so i mean there you go but um so the next thing it was it was an idea you had i would assume because like the rest of the world you were watching the dodgers and padres and you your first thought was how can i get the indians into this and how who, how could they Compete with these two teams. So.
0: Well, to be clear, I wasn't really watching it that closely. Last night was also the Oscars. And so, obviously, I was watching the on-cinema Oscar special. Uh, but that's well, that's a conversation we could have on a different day. But no, the, the reason this thought actually came to me was um, one of the things that bugs me about Cleveland is that they seem to fall into a toilet and get stuck there forever. So, when they're down in a game, and as we saw it happen several times against the Yankees specifically... And I think this is part of what fed my thought process here. The game was kind of over. It's just kind of like, well, that's it. It's five to one. Game's finished. We can't win this one. But, like, San Diego is good, obviously. They have an incredible, like, I think in terms of winning the World Series, they're behind only, like, the Dodgers in, in terms of preseason odds. But, like, they were down seven to one going into seventh. And then they scored two runs in each of the seventh, eighth, and ninth to tie it in the ninth. And then won it in the 11th. And I want Cleveland to be able to do that. And so I got to thinking, Matt. Where would if we were to just take just position players? Because pitching wise, I'm I'm fine with what Cleveland has going out there. I, I think it's probably still better than what San Diego has, um, if not one to one. You know, I mean, you Darvish versus Shane Bieber. You know, whatever. Anyway, but position players alone, if we started just ranking them from one to whatever, whatever that would be eighteen or twenty. Where would the first Cleveland player be? And then where would the second Cleveland player be? And then where would the third one be? Actually, is the real question, right? Because like, it starts out pretty easy. You go with Fern- Fern- and this is just a, a quick thinking process on my, in my brain. It starts easy with with like Fernando Tatis Jr. and then probably like Manny Machado. But then probably you you'd go with like Jose Ramirez, right? Or maybe you'd even put him second. I don't know. What do you think? If we're just matching up against just the Padres, what do you think?
1: So you're you're matching the rosters together and ranking them in a. Uh...
0: In in essence, sure. I'm just making a list of the top. If I uh, between these two teams, what are the top ten players? And neither of us have done any research on (laughs) this. I recognize
1: this. (laughs) Yeah, I would. I mean, I think I'd put Jose over Manny Machado right now.
0: Okay, so you'd go Tatis, um, Jose Ramirez, Machado, and then Machado. Yeah. Okay, and then who? Hosmer. Trent Grisham.
1: (laughs) Never Hosmer never do that um but i guess yeah is he i uh, mean
0: it would be eric hosmer right and then who like then we're done the, the fifth best player between the padres and i mean we gotta San get trent Diego. grisham in there
1: eventually right he's pretty good
0: yeah i guess so he'd be fifth
1: i mean you gotta go a ways before you get to the second cleveland which i see i mean will myers has got to be up there
0: all right will myers all right see i don't i guess what i'm saying is it seems like this should, this should have been easier than it actually is considering how how just incredibly highly touted for good reason, the Padres are obviously right. I mean, they're really good. They have a lot of really good players, and they're again one of the front runners for the very least a World Series berth. But I mean, their top—I'm going by above replacement. Their top five above replacement guys are all pitchers. Yeah,
1: I think their offense is a lot more stars and scrubsy than we realize. Like everybody kind of realizes that with Cleveland, but the Padres are kind of like that too. Because you got—I mean, Tatis, Machado, and. I guess you put Grisham on that same tier, and then I think there's a pretty big gap, and then Eric Cosmer, Will Myers, Will Myers, and like Jake Cronenworth. And I think Cleveland's sort of the same thing. You got Ramirez, and then Reyes, who probably—I mean, those two are not equal to Machado and Tatis, but those are the two best. You got a gap, and then probably like Eddie Rosario, and then a giant cliff, and then everybody else in a pile. But <laughs> so they're, they're both kind of stars and scrubsy, and then I think Cleveland is just more on the scrubsy side. But
0: no, I mean I agree with you there. I I, I, I think. Cleveland's, I mean, this is not, it's not, you know, this is kind of faint, damning with faint praise, but they're, the, the distance between their best and their worst is closer, maybe, than the distance between the the Padres' best and worst. If only because their best is also, Fernando Tatis Jr. is really, really, really good. But also, but at the same time, Jose Ramirez is really, 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 really good. He was a, I mean, their OPS pluses were close to the same um, from this year compared to last year's Ramirez.
1: The, the problem is if Jake Bowers is your worst, you're. Yeah, yeah, Then, of course, because
0: that's the thing. They do also have guys like Tommy Pham and even Hassan Kim, who's, I think, supposed to be pretty good. He's had a slow start to the year, but he's supposed to be pretty good.
1: Yeah. And um, if you want to be semi objective about this, they have on um, fan graphs on their roster resource page, they have power rankings for players. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a pretty big gap. <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland between him and Jose Ramirez, because Ramirez is 40, Jake Bowers is. 390. So that's a Holy huge shit. gap. <laughs> and on the uh, Padres, it's the fuck is Eric Hosmer 17. God damn it, he's the highest. I mean, he's having mind.
0: a great year. To be to be fair, he's been pretty good um, <laughs> the last two years. I mean, if you put together this year and last year, it's 61 games. It's uh, 255 plate appearances with a two ninety 500 nine, five hundred slugging rate uh, per average or per 62 game rate of 32 home runs. So he's literally everything that. People kind of talked about him being when he was in um, in Kansas City, but now the last couple of years with the Padres. I mean, I don't know. I know he's made a few adjustments or something like that, but I just wish that I guess what I'm saying is I just wish that Cleveland could compete for championships and come back from being down seven to one every now and again. <laughs> That's day. what we're getting around here, too. Not even seven to one, just three to one, just one, maybe. Three to one, you know, like, um, I mean, yeah, just being able to yeah, dig oneself out of a hole would be very pleasant. And I'd appreciate that.
1: And I mean, when was the last time in general, like a Cleveland team, if they were down seven to one? I, I would assume most of the time you sort of assume
0: it's over. But 2017. I was thinking about this actually today. I, I think that team, 2016, 2017, those teams, I think still, 17, especially, because they had like.
1: Yeah, that was a legit team. I mean, they had that, they like, that team you know, was Jay really Bruce
0: surprisingly good. Yeah, Jay Bruce was still pretty good. In Carnacion, um, I mean, second base was a was a pit. But you know, the whole uh,
1: Santana even on that team. 2018 was the year he was gone.
0: Okay, so 17. Yeah, so 17. They had Santana. They had another team that won two, uh, 22 games in a row. Uh, the altitude was still a bit of a you know garbage bit. but that's a team that you could, still, you could still kind of hope they could grind. Plus, they were playing. Plus, the entire Central was absolutely trash.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to see that Indians team against the current White Sox and Twins. That'd be really fun, not whatever this thing is <laughs> that's playing the White Sox and Twins right now. Um I, I think it could still be fun, but that would have been the like seeing all three teams at their peak like that would have been great. But like you said, the Twins everybody was just trash for several years, like even up until like 2019, that was the last year we could say. I mean, obviously we couldn't because it didn't happen, but if you remember before the season we were all saying, cause Lindor was injured and we were just talking about the fact that he could be injured all year long. and still probably win the division. Um, they, they could not, even when he came back, they didn't make the playoffs that year. They were so bad, but, um, but it was, I just wanted to have a competitive division. So like even now having the team that's, that's worse it's more fun having competitive vision it's
0: it's weird because i can't it, get a sense of the other teams now either because like, yeah, I don't watch sure. a lot of i don't watch a ton of other teams like i was watching the Padres yesterday and i like, am like are these good guys good like i I think so but like also I watch the dodgers and they look unbeatable and i i just i can't it's hard to get a read because they're both really good but then they're just beating each other up i don't know but then like i watch the twins and the and you know and the white sox and everything else going on here and i'm like are any of these teams any good? They're closely matched. I know that much. Like, I know record-wise it's not beautiful, but it's only a couple of games between any of them. So are are any of these teams any good? Who knows? It's competitive, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we'll sort of find out in the next week. I mean, like, we've seen the White Sox a ton, but the Twins we're going to see for the first time this year. And and their biggest thing, like, I have <laughs> – there's times when I watch – um I got my second monitor. I watch like five games at once, and it's it's a disease. But I do it anyway. <laughs> I have two on each screen, and then one on a little tablet that I watch, and it, it works out. Today, I
0: tell you, <laughs> can't focus on but, one game.
1: But yeah, the twins are. I mean, it's just COVID nineteen was their biggest thing. It, it just ravaged them for so long, and um, they're seven 13. thirteen. They're either going to be eight, and by the time this episode airs, they'll either win or lose, and be one off from that. But they're not doing great so far. They're just bad. or Their offense is still good. Um, They're average. Like they're dead on. But WRC Plus, Byron Bucks has been amazing, but now he's injured. Um, He's got a Grady Sizemore kind of feel to him at this point. He's finally taking off, and now he's got all these injuries that keep happening.
0: Kepler's on the COVID list. A couple of guys are on the COVID list. Oh, there's a bunch.
1: They they had up to like five, I think, at one time. And either because it was was either they were on the COVID list or on the list because they were exposed. They had a reliever who just came back. Um, They did call up Alex Kirilov again, who made his debut in the playoffs last year and got a hit that was... Interesting. He's the he's basically the reason Eddie Rosario is in Cleveland now because they have um they were they already had a homegrown outfield with Rosario, Buxton, and Baron Vaughn, Max Kepler. But now they have Kirilloff, Buxton, and Kepler. So it is unfathomable to me to have an outfield that good and also just replace one guy with a better one potentially. He got his first Kirilov.
0: hit on Monday night too. So yeah,
1: go. we well, got his first yeah his first regular season hit because yeah, his last re- one his first first ag-
0: it doesn't count doesn't count playoffs are fake fake. It's <laughs> always no. weird.
1: Couldn't we do it at least last year? There was MLB Network mentioned that at one point somebody. I think, think it was mike Petriella, maybe that like if if any year you're going to count the playoffs should have been last year because it was like for a team that went deep into the playoffs it was actually a large portion of their at-bats during the yeah. year was Yeah, the post-season. A full, yeah if,
0: like, if, if you're the dodgers yeah you played a third of your season in the playoffs yeah. basically yeah it's like although NBA if you're the
1: twins like, and you lose play. every playoff game then you don't quite yeah. um have as much but, but you yeah know, it's like
0: five percent of your season or something like that yeah three games yeah that makes sense it's math right Yes, yes,
1: it is. Yeah. Is the game.? 0.5?
0: 5. Yeah. Something like
1: that. Oh, it's tied now. Oh, it's extra innings
0: now. It's okay. an extra innings game now. Matt, focus I'm on glad the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I missed the first part of it anyway, but now I guess we'll see. Um, this
0: was. Don't worry, I'm watching it. It's good. I can give you play by play if you want.
1: <laughs> this was the. I think on paper, like this one, Briosa and Plezac was an exciting game just because of. Um, obviously, Barrios is off like his first ace-like start ever, and he's been kind of just like his. I wrote in the series preview. I don't know if I don't know if I'm. Sp- it's the same thing you were talking about. Like it's hard to tell because I don't know if I'm spoiled by Cleveland pitching, or if he is just like a mid-rotation guy. Like what is a high three nine or a high three ERA guy? Is he? Uh, I don't think he's your number one pitcher on most teams. I'm just obviously yeah, not I, in Cleveland, but
0: that's the thing. Well, because like I what, it was thirteen fourteen years ago when when CC Sabathia, him and. Uh, when when Sabathia won his Cy Young, him and um, Beckett were jousting against each other. But and they had like ERAs and they like three twenty and 350, and Now we have guys who are just like they have an ERA two forty two, and you are like, oh, well, he's pretty good. That's all right, you know. I mean, whatever, fine, sure, whatever. Then because you cause you just see these guys like Alex or Dustin May, who's throwing a million miles an hour and it moves seventeen feet and all that stuff. So it's just like pitching is so much more different now. So what? Yeah, what is if a guy has a three ERA and throws and throws two hundred innings? Is he an ace? I don't know. I don't know if Michael Pineda's an ace. Probably isn't. But if he's striking out at the guys, he is. So who's to say anymore? Are these teams good? Who knows?
1: (laughs) I mean, the Twins. I think they're gonna they're gonna be better. I mean, they have Nelson Cruz still, who was absolutely ridiculous. For God's
0: sake, he's got to (laughs) age. He's got it's got to he must. He's forty years old, and he's hitting. He has a two o three o p s plus he's near, he, he's gonna hit he already has seven home runs. This is ridiculous
1: and I don't want to be a too much of a downer, but I mean in the last series, Cleveland was basically a launching board for the Yankees to get back on track. They won That's the true. first three games it and now against the twins like if they lose today, tomorrow's gonna be absolute hell because it's Kent to Maeda who throws a bunch of change ups and sliders, and they're not gonna hit those it's it's over <laughs> like um and then they got J.A. Hap, who I think is better than a lot of people realize. And he also is a soft-throwing lefty. So, I mean, that's another I one. To guys. And they also have Logan Allen on the mound. So, it's going to be up in the air. So, this feels like another one where they're going to be another launching pad for a team to take off. But the Tuesday game is one I'm most looking forward to just because Maeda has that really cool split-finger changeup, which not a lot of guys have, and it just drops off the table. And that's one that Aaron Savali basically just made this offseason. He decided he wanted to throw it, and now he throws it more in place of being a sinker-slider guy. He's now this... Um, as you mentioned earlier, he throws his fastball more. He controls that well, and he's got all these other pitches. He has that weird arm action now, which is a lot shorter. Like This is the one I want to see just because I like Kenta Maeda so much, and I think Savali is really interesting. It's also one that I don't think Cleveland's going to get a lot of hits in. It's going to have to be a Savali, holds him to like one or two runs and just hope Fernando Reyes gets a triple and a stolen base, and then he also <laughs> bunts for a hit and does all this stuff. And yeah. yeah, that's pretty much their only hope here is because if they don't win this game, I am... I'm worried about the next two in the series just because of who the twins send out. And also they have a, one hell of an offense, which I think again, like the Yankees coming into that series, they were, what was it like for several games in a row? They hadn't scored three. And then in pretty much every game of the series, they scored three and they also didn't come back from any games all season. They came back in two games that series. So it just wasn't a pretty series. And I have a feeling this one could turn out the same way if they don't end up winning tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow's the one I want to see the most. And then Jay Happ against Logan. out will be interesting, but.
0: Interesting is a fun word to use for when you're describing the Logan Allen versus Jay. Hat. But you know, I mean, you're right. It, it's it's um, intriguing pitching matchups. Again, it's a situation like we're talking about in the grander sense and more micro sense. Are these guys any good? I don't know. I still we still have very little information as far as if Logan Allen's actually good. I know he got shelled by the Yankees, but. I mean, I don't. It's it's weird. I just whenever Yankees shell someone, I'm like it happens. It's, it's they do this every now and again. But maybe they're good still. Like they have good, they have good hitters. They just also are playing like dog shit right now. So it'll be I'm, good. I'm that'll, slowly. That'll be a good I... series, but uh, again, with them uh, with the Twins being as dinged up as they are, it's it's not quite, I guess, what you expected to see. Like I, I think Simmons is back, so that's something.
1: Yeah, he just got back, so he's probably not even at his best if he's back so far. Exactly,
0: right? yeah, so he's still kind of dragging his way in. He, had, he had a bad this evening, but um, Kepler, Kepler being out is a big one because he just likes to own the, he likes to kind of own Cleveland consistently, so that's good. And Miguel said, no, didn't he play tonight?
1: No, I think he might be. He's still on the COVID list or injured, one of the two. He, I know he's not
0: in. When did Miguel say know to the injured list? Call oh, that's right. Oh, Carol is there, right? Okay. Right, they were talking about someone else. And of course, we get to watch Luis Herrera. He's so we, good love watching that guy, so we just much. love watching that guy hit. Yeah. <laughs> please, just please more you lasers you. everywhere. And also please, please Williams Studio get out there and just be a little little frog man.
1: <laughs> you mean turtle? Yeah, I don't know. He looks
0: more frog yeah. than a turtle to me.
1: He is. That's a good point.
0: See? He's more of a but frog. But tortuga is a little fun little. word to say. That's so true,
1: yeah. yeah, that'll do it for us this week if if you're watching. I mean, you're not going to be watching now because it's already over, but enjoy either losing Cleveland, walking off of the Twins, or an extra inning debacle oh, somewhere along the go, but, Jordan
0: Lupo yeah. in the dinger.
1: <laughs> if you haven't already, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Let your friends know about the show. Download it. Uh, find us on Twitter at Cover in the Corner. Also on Facebook, Cover in the Corner. Cover the Corner.com. Find me on Twitter at Matt rly Mayor at Merrill lunch like Merrill Lynch, but with the lunch. I got it right this time. Talk to you next week.